Has he failed you yet? Come on, let's just pray. I want to just speak faith to some situations here in this place. This song, you know, really represents how we can look in the past and see how God has been faithful. And with that faithfulness, that should give us a security of the future. That God hasn't failed us in the past. Do you think he's about to in the future? And some of you may seem to be facing some, you know, bleak situations. But we need to speak to those situations. And we need to say, mountain be moved from here to there. Or whatever the situation you may be facing, whether it's financial or family issues or habits, whatever it might be. Can we speak to some of those things? Come on. Maybe it's for your marriage today. You're fighting for your family. You're fighting for maybe even salvation in your household. God, we speak to to the future. God, we thank you that you hold the future. God, we thank you that you have been faithful in the past. And with that, we know that you are going to be faithful in the future. And so God, we give you our problems. We give you our, these situations, even some of them that may seem dark. God, we speak to them in the name of Jesus, that light will come, that wholeness will come, that provision will come, that healing will come. God, we speak even over this church. God, we pray, God, for your purposes to prevail in our lives and in this household. In Jesus' name. God, let your will be done through this place. Let this church shine bright in this community for people all to see you, God. In Jesus' name, we speak to this future. And everyone said, amen. Amen means let it be so. You may be seated. Amen. You know, uh, we're in this series of Share God. Again, we apologize for our projectors. Um, they are, there's one there and one there, and they have no power. And so we have to get a lift and get up there. You know, I, I told them I could just, you know, climb up there, but they didn't let me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll get them together here, hopefully this week. And you know, sometimes though it's good to have a little change, to worship God without words, you know, like to just really focus on not looking at the screens, you know. We look at screens a lot anyway, right? So it's time to get off of it sometimes. So anyway, that's the side. That's not what I'm preaching about today. So um, I want to talk about this. We're going to stay in this series here for last week, this week, next week, maybe longer, but it's on share God, right? One of our purposes of our church is to share God, one of the three purposes, right? To experience God to know God, to share God. And we're gonna stay in this here today to share God. And you know, this is a purpose that has been put on this church since day one. The re- one of the reasons why we were founded, our founding pastor was an evangelist at heart. He like wanted to reach this community and all the surrounding communities and even the world, right? Pastor Paul Wagner. And uh, God put this uh, mantle on this church that this church would be known for different things. But one of the main things was for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, right? And so I believe that God puts mantles and purposes on different churches. They have different personalities, different leadership, different uh, responsibilities per se, different flavors, different uh, groups that they reach all across the world. Isn't that cool? But all together, we're one big church, all working uh, towards bringing people to Christ. As people, we have purposes too, does anybody have a purpose in this place? Anybody have a gift in this place? Anybody have something that God has really entrusted you with? You know, I'll just share what my, some of my kids are here. And Ty, he's uh, 16 now. And, but when Ty was a toddler, some of you guys may remember him walking around here, bouncing around here as a toddler. 
um, he loved to see how things worked. And he would uh, go into our um, kitchen and open the cabinet door on the bottom, you know, where he could reach, open and close, open and close, open, close, open, close, open, close. And he would not stop doing it for, he could, until we told him, die. He would open and close doors anywhere. And one time we were in Florida visiting my grandparents, and this is when my, both of them have gone on to be with Jesus, but this, my grandfather, he was at this time probably close to in his late 90s, and Ty, you know, found a sliding glass door for the first time in Florida, right, that led out to their back porch. Open, close, open, close, open, close, open, close, open, close. Nonstop, finally my grandfather, who's, you know, he's a little, he was a little ornery at times, a little harsh. Stop it, kid. It just smacks him on his hand, like, stop doing that. Hey, that's his gift. He's trying to figure out mechanics and trying to figure out what to do. How does this thing work? Why is this slide this way, not this way? You know, he's trying to figure all these things in his mind. And you can see, even at a young age, how different people will develop and kind of the gifts that maybe God has given them that are different than other people, right? Um, likewise, myself, when I was young, I had, it was very evident and clear that God had, put a mantle on me to want to reach, share Jesus with people. I remember at a young age, I actually I don't really remember this, but my mother tells me this story, uh, uh, numerous stories. Sometimes I don't know if, how true all our stories are. She can exaggerate. Sorry, mom. I love you. She's watching online. Uh, but I believe this one. She said, you know, when I was young, I would always be concerned if, you know, people knew Jesus or not. In fact, one time we were at McDonald's and I was a young kid, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, like five, six, seven years old. And uh, we would go to the um, counter and order, and I would tug on her and say, Mom, did you tell her about Jesus? And, you know, I'd, I'd pastor her, Mom, you better tell her. And, I, and finally, after doing this numerous times at different places, again and again, my mom finally just looked at me and said, if you want to know, you tell her. And so, but I always had this, this desire to make sure that people could hear about the greatest news ever, that is Jesus Christ. There's nothing greater to be told, there's nothing greater to know than Jesus. And hence the reason one of our purposes is share God. That we are not called here to be Christian hoarders, Jesus hoarders that just keep them to ourselves and don't share it with anybody. We should share it to anybody however and as much and often as we can and not keep this to ourselves. This is the greatest story, and hence the reason that this church has this mantle on this place, and that I'm in this church, right, trying to find ways for us to share Jesus. The history of this church, as many of you have been here in the past, and some of you have not, has been constantly trying to find ways uh, to present the gospel to people in all kinds of creative ways. Many of you remember uh, the, the gospel according to Scrooge, Many of you remember doing Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. Pastor Clint, when he, uh, he talked about it not long ago uh, before he passed on to be with Jesus and how he, he played a role in that. Um, uh, they had uh, Toy Maker's Dream back when I was a teenager here and things like uh, the power team that would come and break things to get people to come here. We had the WWE wrestler Mark Miro here, Miro here before John, his name is Johnny B. Bad, you know, and he'd go into the public schools and then we present the gospel to people here. We filled this place up with teenagers. This place was packed with a thousand teenagers for our New Year's Eve parties and for our Destiny tour, which actually went to Destiny. And we rented out the whole uh, top of the mall and for year after year after year, just to present this good news to share Jesus with people. 
This church has been highly involved in sharing this great news of Jesus Christ. We all may have different purposes, different callings on our life, but we are all called to share this good news. We have all been called to reach this lost, dark world, to make a difference here and now. We are called to walk into dark places and shine. Now, I don't know about you, but the world is not getting any brighter. But we as the church, as Christians, people that know the light of the world should shine brighter in darker places. We shouldn't cower, we shouldn't hide, we shouldn't, I'm so scared, right, whatever. We should be brighter than ever because we have the hope of the world and his name is Jesus Christ. And we should shine brighter. In fact, I will go as far to say is that Syracuse needs you to shine. I remember... But I, I don't know if I shared this story last week. Forgive me if I did, but it's worth sharing again. A few years ago when I became the lead pastor of this church, a friend of mine, Lon Dean, he's a pastor in Albany. He called me up and he says, Rich, I got saved at Believer's Chapel many, many years ago under Paul Wagner. I was a student and I came into this church broken and God transformed my life. And now he's a pastor in Albany all these years later. And he said to me, Rich, Syracuse needs Believer's Chapel to shine. Syracuse needs Believer's Chapel to do well. I'll say that's true of all churches that share Jesus. But guys, Syracuse needs Believer's Chapel to be a blessing. Your family members need you to be a blessing. You know, God created this world, this cosmos, to have his glory shown here. And when that didn't work out because of man's choice, he, he, he tried to do it through his people, Israel, and that didn't work out as well either. And so then he sent Jesus to live in us as individuals to be a blessing to the world. And God now shines through us to be a blessing to people. And people need you to be that blessing. They don't need you to hide, to cower, to, uh, to neglect this purpose of share Jesus. Some of you say, well, why does this really matter? Who really cares? Like, you know, people, you know, they could find out other ways. Why do they need me? I'm going to tell you, like, there are many, besides of Jesus bringing us life, like I shared last week, besides Jesus bringing us true love, besides because he is love, besides Jesus bringing us true purpose of a fulfilled life and thus happiness, there's one more reason that we need to be real about of why people need to hear about Jesus. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 7, verse 13. He says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Jesus is sharing this story with his people, and he's saying, you guys, basically, he's saying you have two choices. He says, one choice is a road that's narrow, but not too many people go on it. It's, and he says, in this, I am the gate. I am the, I am the way. This is the way that you should follow. He said, but most people don't go that way. 
This narrow way leads to life, leads to eternity with God, leads to a fulfilled life. But wide is the road that leads to destruction. Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. And he talked about this place where there's be weeping and gnashing of teeth and he warned the people that if they neglect to follow this narrow way, Jesus' way, that wide is the road that most people go on, but it leads to destruction. So we find this choice that has been given to humankind even since the beginning, even at creation when God created humans, he gave them this choice with this free will. We talked about it last week, between choosing what is right and what is not choosing life, and then all through the Old Testament there, and it finally gets to that place, that culmination where Jesus says, God says to the people, he says, choose life or choose death. But I, 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 I hope you choose life. He's given us this choice even still today, and now Jesus comes on the scene many years later, and he basically gives us the same choice. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And very few find it. Wide is the road that leads to destruction, and many are upon it. It leads to destruction. Choose life. I had a T-shirt when I was uh, a teenager, and uh, it said had these fish on it. You know, like Jesus fish, but they didn't look like Jesus. You know, they're just those. You know, I'm talking about right. It said every dead fish can float downstream. Go against the flow. We need healthy people walking on this narrow road that are going towards life. Jesus is calling us to share this good news, to choose life and to share life. We talked about it last week. Jesus had a mission. Does anybody know what Jesus' mission was? Yeah. Yeah, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Jesus is at this guy's house, this short guy named Zacchaeus who had tried to get Jesus' attention, climbed up into the sycamore tree. We could sing a song again. There's a song about it. Another show. That, we got the choir back there just singing it. Uh, and Zacchaeus, yeah, he climbed up the sycamore tree because he couldn't see Jesus. He was too short. And, Jesus, and he was a tax collector. He was hated by everybody. Nobody, nobody liked this guy. And so Jesus says, come down, I'm coming to your house today. And so Jesus goes to this, this man's house. He, Jesus was getting ridiculed. Why are you going to this guy's house? Why are you going to this house of sinners? And Jesus' response was, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. He didn't come for the healthy. He didn't come for the righteous. He came for sinners. Aren't you glad? And he didn't come for the perfect. And I just got to tell you, you know, if you're watching online or here today and you're perfect and you don't need Jesus, then you're in the wrong place. This, this is a place for sinners. This is a place where we could come and say, I need Jesus to save me. I need his help. And you know, by the way, it's not just a one time raise your hand. In fact, let me just explain my favorite definition of, I wish I had the screens, but I don't, but I'm gonna read it. This is my favorite definition of salvation. 
This is by Tara Owens in her book, Embracing the Body. It says, salvation is the work of Christ to bring the whole of ourselves back into alignment with the way God intended. In other words, before the fall, before sin. She says, this is a healing. This is a rescue. Salvation then is not only on the cross, but also a reparation, a paying back, a bringing back, a restoration to health that is progressively taking place. The binding, uh, I'm sorry, where we, were, where, we, where we are saved, are being saved, and will be saved by a healing God. It isn't simply a moment of exchange, but a lifetime of being brought to the way we were meant to be. God has saved us when we believed in him. He continues to save us as we sit here today. And in the future, he'll continue to bring us into the place where we are supposed to be from the beginning, before sin. That is salvation. And that's what Jesus came to do, right? Yeah, give it up for Jesus. That is what Jesus came to do. He didn't come uh, just to come and do some duty on the cross. He came to seek and to save the lost. Yes, because of the cross, we're saved. Yes, because of what he did, we can become saved. But he is still seeking to save the lost. He's still looking. The heart of God is still present through us today, that we should shine for him, that we should speak for him, as he speaks through us to others, as we preach the good news, as we share, as we witness, as we, all these things. We have the opportunity to share this stuff. And, you know, Zacchaeus, he was marginalized. He was not liked. He was ostracized. He was put out. He was ridiculed. And Jesus came to his house. Do we have any people here that have been ridiculed before? Anybody here been ostracized? Anybody here been, you know, put off? Zacchaeus was short. Any short people here? He was short, but he was short on grace. He was short on love. He was short on respect. Yet Jesus still came to save him. Sometimes we think, well, God doesn't want anything a part of me because I am too short with other people or I'm too short with how uh, my, my faith or I'm too, whatever it is, I'm not enough. But you are exactly who Jesus came for. Jesus came not for the righteous, not for the perfect, not for the <laughs> shameless. He came for those that were lost, that needed a savior. We need to share this love, this Jesus with people. There's so many people that have never heard the gospel message in our community. They've never even heard about this Jesus, they know, except in a cuss word or Easter. When they don't even know what it really means and why he came. Did he come? Is he real? They didn't hear the story about from the creation to now and, and all the stuff that he's done for them and how he wants a relationship with them. We need to share Jesus as a church. And as a church, we are finding all kinds of ways to, to, to do that. One of the gifts, the callings on this church, again, is to build a culture, a place where we share Jesus. Hence, one of our top three purposes. We are creating a place uh, over the last year and a half, we've started doing a website called reach315.com where people can go and hear the message of Jesus Christ in less than two minutes. And then there's things about how science proves that God is the real and how the Bible's real. There's testimonies of people's lives and how, how they came to Jesus. There's, and we're gonna continue to, to use that as a platform 
that you could send your friends to, even inviting them on social media. We send out uh, QR codes through postcards, inviting people to come to this site to, to scan the QR code that brings them right to this site to share, that shares Jesus with them. We've sent it out to over um, 14,000 families in Cicero this last year. Isn't that awesome? And by the way, 120,000 people have visited that site this last year. And out of those 120,000 people that have visited, over half of them, 60,000, have clicked on something in that site to check it further. Isn't that cool? God is using, we are finding ways, new ways to present the gospel to people. We have to give people, allow people to hear the choice that they have because if not, they're just staying on this wide road that leads to destruction. We have to warn them. We have to tell them that, that there's a better way, that they don't have to go to this way of destruction. And I wanna encourage you, find ways to t reach people. Go to their house, text them, call them, share online with them. Explain the roads, the choice that they have. Explain God's love. We have uh, new cards uh, in the lobby that when you go out that will invite people to church or even has that QR code that goes to those sites uh, to share Jesus on them that you can give to people. You can leave them in restaurants. You can leave them at your workplaces. You can leave them in your neighbor's mailbox maybe. But you know, just don't ask for permission. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> leave them places. Accidentally drop them on a windshield. <laughs> you know, I just people need to hear Jesus. Invite them to church. I want to just encourage you on this. Listen, not a lot of people respond right away. We're going to talk about this more in depth next week on how to do this. But not everybody you share Jesus with is going to say, okay, yeah. In fact, most of the time, you'll invite them to church and they don't come. You'll pray for them and nothing happens. You'll tell them a little something about encouragement, maybe, or even pray for them in person. And they just go on. But eventually, we never know how many seeds it takes until somebody says, what? And their eyes are opened. So keep planting, keep sharing, keep trying. Never give up. Keep sharing. Jesus. Our our. our um, gift of Jesus Christ is the greatest gift we've ever received. It is not meant to be hidden. Share. So a man and his son were walking down a beach and on this beach there were thousands and thousands as far as they could see of starfish that had been washed up from the tide. And the father, as they were walking, would reach down, bend over, and take up a starfish that was still alive and just toss it back into the ocean. And then he'd, he'd walk a little while, he'd take another one, just, but there's thousands and thousands. And the young boy finally said to his dad, Dad, why are you doing that? It's not gonna make a difference. Look how many starfish there are. It would take us forever to reach all these starfish. The father reaches down, takes another starfish, throws it into the sea. He says to his son, it made a difference for that one. Amen. Look, there's millions of people that need Jesus. And we may not be able to reach 
All of them. But we got to reach as many as we can. When I was a young adult, very young, God gave me a mission statement for my life. It's sharing, it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's saving as many people as possible from an eternity in hell, training and discipling them to do the same. In church, we have been called as a church to share Jesus so that they can be rescued from an eternity of destruction. We have a great opportunity to do that. It's a great weight. It's a great um, task that God has entrusted us with, but he is with us, and we do this with him, sharing Jesus to whoever will listen. We will take up that person and introduce them to Jesus. It makes a difference to that person. Come on, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to share the good news. God, it's because of other people that we have heard about you. It's because of other people that have shared you with us that we have a relationship with you. And so God, we don't wanna be the ones that stop it from spreading. We don't wanna be the ones to say, oh, I've done that before, I'm, I'm done picking up these starfish. God, I pray that you would help us to have more tenacity to reach people, to share your good news with them. God, as individuals, to our families, our families need you. Our families need us to share you with them. This community needs us as a church to shine, to share Jesus. People need you. So God, I pray God, as we realize that people need the Lord, people need you, Jesus, that you would help us to be that conduit that you flow through to reach this lost, hurting people. We give you permission. God, I even, we even say, God, show us a starfish that we could reach this week. One person, God, give us that opportunity and let us not miss it even if it is just praying for them or sharing the simple story with them or a scripture. God, one seed that can make all the difference. Give us that opportunity and help us to have that opportunity over and over and over again. In Jesus' name. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed still, I wanna give the opportunity, maybe you're here in this place today and your relationship with Jesus is not where it ought to be. Maybe you've never had a relationship with him. You say today, you know what? I need to get things right with him. And I need to choose to go down that narrow path where Jesus leads the way that leads to life. Because I've been walking on the other path that leads to my own way and my own demise and to destruction as Jesus calls it. If that's you here in this place and you say, you know what? Today I'm gonna choose to get off this path and get on the path with God. I'd love to say a prayer with you. So with everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me. I need to get things right with God. I don't wanna be on this path anymore. I wanna be on the right path. I need a relationship with Jesus. I see your hands. All over this place, the hands are up. You can put them down. 
And I want everybody to say this prayer with me in this place. Jesus, I've gone my own way. And I'm sorry. I've done things that have pulled me away from you. I want to tell them. And today, I ask for forgiveness. I realize I need you to help me, to forgive me, and to help me to walk with you and to know you for the rest of my life. I believe that you died on the cross to take the place for all the things that I've done wrong so I can be forgiven of them and have this relationship with you. So thank you, Jesus. I receive that forgiveness and grace. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give it up for those that just did that in this place? So I want to encourage you, if you said that prayer for the first time, are you getting back right with God again? Please let somebody know whether somebody on the prayer team that we're going to have in a little bit, or you could text us to 444-2100, area code 315. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to help you with next steps. In fact, some of you are new in this place and are ready to get involved and take next steps with God and take, take next steps and be a part of this church. And uh, we do Steve, that through a me? thing called Growth Track. Is, that is just one can hour right after church. It's next, next Sunday, right after church. Right, next Sunday? I think so. Don't quote me. Hey, I think it's next Sunday after hey, church. Hey, Steve, if you can but, do me a favor, we're going to start the track, but we're gonna, it's going to need to blend in because we're starting right in the middle of the track. For help. Please let us know. So if you can take like all the music down and, and help you once we get going, and we'll bring the track in. God bless. We're gonna praise God one more time. So if you stand, go ahead and start the track. Go ahead and start the track.